Welcome to the MuseCast, where we squeeze every last drop of inspiration out of Sunday's sermon. Well, happy Tuesday. Look at that. No cackling, nothing untoward, just straightforward, ready to go, Dan Kent. We're How professional. Are you? We're professional. We are so professional. Yes. Wait, I'm in a special you... studio. Yeah. Where, what happened to your bookshelf? What happened I to your know. bookshelf? Um, I'm not home. I'm actually out of state um, moving my kid into school. So you have me for just a few minutes before I'm in a pile on the floor, uh, bawling my eyes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, yeah. where, uh, where's this? What school? Where are you at? So don't anyone stop my kid. No, I'm kidding. Um, he is in Evanston, Illinois at Northwestern University. Cool. I've been on that campus. So gorgeous. It is beautiful. Campus. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really beautiful. Hmm. So yeah, we've been moving them in the last couple of days. And today's kind of like the final send-off. They have like the the like um ceremonial like walking through the arches like onto campus yeah so that's yeah. like the final thing this morning so yeah yeah and, and, then, and uh which yeah. which which child is this number two number two okay yeah cool. yeah so number one he only went a couple of hours north of us so i get to see him you know yeah. with some regularity and then this kid he, he's six hours away from me so it's okay. a little uh, but it's okay it just feels different. It's a whole other state, right? Like, so yeah. it feels very different. But speaking of new beginnings. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that, that was like a top shelf transition right there. That was well done. Thank well done. you, sir. Uh, by the way, he's Dan Kent. I'm Shauna Warren, and this is the Musecast. And as we roll on in, to uh transition our our service our sermons to our new series we uh, concluded the center of hope this weekend which coincided with our fall kickoff and all the great things that are going to be happening classes one of which dan is teaching and just a lot of things going on so it was a really great day um and greg uh capped us off with this is us Mm -hmm. um and so we are going to also cap off the series with this muse cast and then give a little sneak peek about what's to come because it's all about new beginnings around here today yeah. with that dan i think it's summary time sounds good well hey uh i uh i i i thought i was surprised that this series uh well i'm i'm already giving commentary i haven't even given the sermon yet. it's I all right to, it's all right let me <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna jump in and, and summarize it so yeah we this series um the center of hope we've looked at suffering and we've looked at in particular like how do we get to this state where we can find joy in suffering and uh a lot of this well, i'll say all of this emerged from some particular acute suffering that uh, Pastor Greg Boyd experienced and some of the contemplation and insights that he gained from that miserable experience. Uh, and and so he's talked about like, you know, how how do we find joy in suffering and, and how might we get at that? And so far for the first five weeks, that has 100% been about how do I find joy in suffering and and how do I deal with suffering how do I find hope in suffering and um but this week he's like well you know when you look at a lot of the text and we've been looking a lot at Philippians 
so many of the times there when the Apostle Paul says, you know, you, 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 he's referring to multiple people, not just an individual. He's saying you, the church at Woodland Hills is what he's saying, like all of you. Um, and and so that raises the question, well, how do we how do we find hope? in suffering? How do we become the type of people who can have joy in suffering as a collective body? And um, and so Greg this week was looking at the social kind of elements of all of this and, and uh, what's technically called corporate solidarity is what uh, uh, fancy theologians call it. And it's this idea that, you know, groups have an entity in the same or in a similar way that an individual is an entity. And so when I have a relationship with my spouse and I enter into covenant with Barbara, it's not just two entities there. There's actually a third entity that's created in that relationship. And so too, a church, uh, as a, as a church comes together to, uh, you know, worship, to seek God, to pursue Christ likeness, um, making that commitment toward God together creates this uh entity of togetherness and and that entity is something that that the the scriptures and the writers of the scriptures and the people who formed the scriptures took very very seriously uh even to the extent that in in some senses you might even say that the that collective entity that's created in some aspects is more important than the individuals who make up that entity and um and so that that's sort of what we're looking at. In fact, uh, Greg, uh, taking a sneak peek at Revelation, even noted that uh, th- these churches that that John the Apostle is writing to supposedly have a an angel that is responsible for that entity, and um, and so yeah, so even on a spiritual level, these these entities become uh, really important. And so, uh, like for instance, in Philippians two thirteen. When Paul says to work out your salvation in fear and trembling, he's he's really saying like you as a body need to work together uh, to kind of figure this this out and to and not, not that you have to earn your salvation because we already have that we've been saved that's a gift from God, but now we have to like live that out we have to live into it and we have to make that part of who we are, um, and and so that's sort of the the really simple kind of. Uh, basic kind of concept. And then Greg just, and there's a thousand directions Greg could go with this. He decided to just give three little things to, uh, it was a short sermon because we had communion and a lot of kickoff stuff. So he gave us three kind of things to, um, to kind of focus on uh, to end the sermon. The first one is he said that because of the importance of the corporate whole because of the the it's w-h-o-l-e i think people were thinking that he was talking about h-o-l-e and and it was no it's the whole like complete uh but he said because of the importance of that collective entity uh it's it that means it's really important that we find a local body of believers to connect with so that we can be a part of one of these corporate holes and uh so finding a a Jesus centered uh community is is really important and if you can't find one and if there isn't one then maybe that's a a, a call for you to start one so um and so that that's that's the first thing the second thing is because of the importance of this corporate whole that means that others are very important and and so greg suggested that we should strive for maturity 
for the sake of others because that that collective entity is judged by God and 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 that's something that you know the angels are judged for is how does that collective body do and so when i'm pursuing christ likeness i'm not just doing it for me i'm also doing it for the people in my community and and i think that that's so uh valuable in fact uh i gave a sermon about a year ago i think it was the absurdity of judgment um, where I talked about uh, similar stuff like this too. And, and I just, I argued that um, we do better when we uh, work for other people. And, you know, how many times have you seen like parents who will give up smoking because they want to see their kids grow up or their grandkids grow up where they wouldn't have done it on their own. And, and I think that that that's an indicator that we are actually made to be, uh, corporate people that we are made to be in these communities. Uh, number three, he said, uh, Woodland Hills, that's sort of, he's sort of like, um, and he's done this a few other times too, where he's just sort of found clarity around our tagline, which is learning to love together. And this is another time when, when this just really, it becomes clear that, that, uh, this is the right tagline for us right now, because, um, it, it really kind of taps into that corporate activity. We are all learning to love together. We are all together working out our salvation. And um, and so he just sort of gave a nod to uh, that tagline. And and I, I think that that's just so important. And, um, and, you know, a lot of us were just like, I don't know about this tagline. And I think we've all sort of kind of grown to really appreciate uh, this as sort of a organizing um, kind of vision of, of what we are doing here at Woodland Hills Church. So, uh, short sermon, short summary. Uh, what did you think of the sermon? And yeah, I thought it was a great way to conclude the series um, because, like you said, uh, up into this point, it's been dealing with our our personal suffering and how we deal with that as an individual and how we work out our salvation to see the good yeah. um, in the things and whatever circumstances that we're in, and so. This to me was really perfect that he brought it to the community. And I think so many times when we are as followers, as, as Jesus lovers, when we're looking at scripture, sometimes we can lose sight of, especially, you know, um, the culture of, let's just take the New Testament. Like that was, was it was very communal. Um, it wasn't really super individual because um, that just wasn't, you know, the way that they operated back then. And so... Um, I love that we ended the series in this way um, and we are truly learning to love together. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of a, a couple of years ago, kind of in the height of the pandemic, I was talking to a professor who is a professor at a university in another country. And in that particular country, there were, there were some American students and, and they, they observed just how uh, vastly different the American students were responding to the different policies and, and things put in place because of the pandemic and the way the, well, to us, I'm going to say international, but for them, they weren't international <laughs> students. Um, the American students had a really, had a tougher time with doing things. And I'm not judging, I'm just saying, this is what the professor said. The American students yeah. had a tougher time doing things that they felt infringed upon their independence. So mm -hmm. any kind of policies or mandates and stuff they really struggled with, whereas the international students didn't because they had a greater sense of community and the other and the whole and recognizing that their actions um, 
impacted other people. And so that was just a fascinating yeah. thing. And so I say that to say, I think in America, we do, we, because we are so independent, our country is all about independence. It is difficult sometimes to, to see our salvation connected to another person, let alone a whole group of people, a whole body of people, right? Yeah. And so um, I just, I love that we talked about it because it is important. Yes, we do have an individual relationship and walk with the Lord. It starts there, but we can't be who we are to be unless we are connected to others. And I think that's really valuable. So again, I loved the way that we concluded the sermon and it was a great encouragement and a great challenge just to remember, like to be connected to one another. And I will say, I want to give us a big like woohoo because (laughs) we really like through the pandemic, we've really intentionally tried to like make it easier for folks to be connected to us because we do have Mm -hmm. people from all across the world who feel connected to Woodland Hills and feel like this is like their home. And I love that we have that, you know, and so Greg mentioned Discover Covenant Partnership, a class that's coming up and the gathering groups and the muse cast. We have all of these ways in which we interact with folks who aren't just like in our backyard. And I think that's really cool. I love it. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's, boy, there's a lot there. Um, First of all, yeah, you're right. I mean, the Muse cast sort of like when the pandemic hit, we're like, okay, we need to find more ways to connect with people. And, and this was part of the reason why we did this. And and, uh, how cool is that? Um, But you're absolutely right about the, the uh, collective kind of communities like around the world that are more collectivist than us who would be considered individualist. And, um, and, you know, you can definitely go too far that way too, where, Absolutely. you know, you lose the self and you lose individuality and you can get exploited in ways that are mm-hmm. really unholy. Um, but that's certainly not our problem in America. We are, if we have a danger, it's the dangers of individualism. And, uh, <laughs> and we could really benefit a lot in America here from uh, maybe f- being more connected and moving a little bit more toward that collectivist sort of uh, direction. Um, you know, Barbara always shares this, and, and I, I think it really captures just the beauty of it and how different it is. But when uh, she went to Japan in like the the aughts 2000s you know and and it, this, it was right after there was a bomb scare in the train mm-hmm. systems and so what the japanese government said is that okay we are getting rid of all of the trash receptacles throughout the entire train system because that's where the bomb was supposedly going to be placed so we're just going to get rid of the trash can so there's no place to put a, to hide a bomb well barbara's like well that's not going to work because there's going to be garbage everywhere and, you know because the government was expecting that the japanese citizens were going to carry their trash with them all the way home and throw it away at home and barbara's like that's just not going to happen but it did happen. And she said that the trains were just gorgeous and clean and spotless. And everybody was carrying their their little trash with them because the whole was more important than my individual convenience and mm. stuff like that. And and I, I that's always stuck with me as just a really great indicator, both of her expectation, like, well, that's not going to work because there's no way that would work in America. Even when we do have trash receptacles, there's still garbage all over the place. And and so it, just seeing like how different that makes people um, is is a really interesting thing. Yeah, that's a fascinating story. And that fits so perfectly. I don't think, well, maybe I'm a pessimist, but in this one area, yeah, I don't think that would work here. No, it wouldn't. No. <laughs> I venture to guess that would be a trash heap. Yes, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So we just want to encourage you guys to, um, we're, we're thankful for your connectivity, for your engagement. We hope that you are processing the stuff that you're learning and hearing with others. And if you need help doing that, reach out to us. Um, if you have people like locally, like literally locally around you that you can process um, stuff with, that's so important to yeah. have others that can go alongside, walk alongside you in your faith. It's how it's how we grow. It's how we are challenged. There are things, believe it or not, that I don't see in myself. And I need my brother, Dan, and other brothers and sisters in the community to say, hey, Shauna, have you noticed this? And it's a glorious thing because it's mm. it's, out, it's out of love. It's out of wanting one another to be the most Christ-like that we can be, which is part of the whole point of this whole series. Is That's right. As, um, yeah, just becoming more and more Christ-like, having that be the focus. And so... Yeah. We want to, again, thank you for all that you are doing to be engaged, find more ways to plug in and to get connected. I think that's important. And Greg, actually, like you said, Dan, in your summary, kind of gave us a little bit of a sneak peek into what's to come. And so I think this is a perfect place to do that. Like, what can you as you hmm. is that iced coffee again? No, this is this is warm coffee. So. Oh, OK, uh, good. Yeah. OK, good. Now, see. Crisis averted. We're back on on good terms. Good well, and I have a, there's a, there's a story to this uh, really quick, and, and it's related to my sermon from the last week, and where because I'm trying to find new ways to cut down on on sugar. Yeah. Um, because it's a big dumb addiction, and um, and so what I realized is that um, like if I do iced coffee, I do like two ounces of this vanilla flavoring, which is sugar basically, but it's vanilla flavored sugar. And, and then I can handle the, the iced coffee. What I found out is that if I do hot coffee with the, the foaming machine, uh, I don't need that much. I can do less than an ounce. So like 65, 70% less sugar by doing it hot. And, uh, and I put it in the little crystal glass. And so there's like a, a, a tactile sort of pleasure to it. Mm, and uh, nice. so just finding ways to, um, to take, take that anti-fragility teaching and, and run with absolutely. it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Walking through your labyrinth. You're facing it, that's, Dan. I'm so that's proud right. of you. That's right. Y'all continue to pray for Dan. He's getting close. Yes. I drink my coffee black. You're Dan's amazing. getting close, y'all. So you're amazing. How, what's it like? What's it? Be, and... What's it like being that close to the glory of God? I mean, that's, I know. You know I know. That's... <laughs> <laughs> come along, come along. There's room for all. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. Well, hey. yeah. So we're heading into yeah. the Revelation series, which will be titled "What Dan?" Uh the the whole series is the yeah. unveiling, and the first sub series is I think it's going to be called do not be afraid. Okay. Uh, and and I, and I really like that sub series title because I think when people think of revelation, they think of scary things and it's, yes. it's fascinating that the first thing that the angel says to John is do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. And there's some terrifying things in there. And yet that's the call is do not be afraid. So we're going to look at some of the fundamentals of, of what this book is and why it's so strange and how do you even approach a book like this. But more than that, you know, it really requires a type of hearing it, 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 it some of the weirdness of it. It's good because it forces us to 
Because when, when we listen to people and when we read things, we tend to interpret it through our own lens. And so a lot of times we end up projecting our own assumptions and stuff into the things that we read. Apocalyptic writing is so out there, it's hard to do that. It, it sort of arrests our self-projections and stuff, and, and it forces us to really listen to what the author is saying. And I, I think that's part of the beauty of it. And so we're going to look at, a little bit at some of that, like how do you – how do you let the text unveil itself and how do you get out of the way uh, to let the text do that? And, and so I think that's that would be um, my kind of teaser for it. Now, <laughs> now that I said all that, Greg will probably go a totally different direction and we won't even do any of that stuff. But, uh, you know, that's that's the way it is. So that's the beauty of it all. All right. right. So for nugget time, we are going to kind of it's kind of a choose your own adventure, Dan. Um, and this will be a quick nugget. You know, it was a quick sermon. Mm -hmm. Uh, quick muse cats, not quick, shortened, shortened. Yes. Compact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still really full and really good. Yes. Yes. Uh, so choose your own adventure for your nugget. Like, is, do you want to, again, put a bow on the oh. center of hope or do you want to, you know, again, dangle out a little revelation? Yeah, I actually have a, a, a just a thought that I was thinking while we were talking. Um, and I guess I'll leave this as a nugget. Um, you know, part of because I have I have a lot of people in my in my life who I love who uh, struggle with social anxiety, and um, and it's interesting. I was thinking like like in the collectivist kind of cultures that I've been that I've done anything with, and the people who I know who are from those communities, social anxiety is not a thing. It, it's it's I mean because you you do belong you're there you're you're connected you're there's nothing to do I mean you're already part of the the group and and so I think that um, social anxiety largely is related to this this individualism where I have to earn my place and I have to prove myself and I have to uh, earn my worthiness because you're you're there's no there's no collective guarantee there and. And so I, I just think that if uh, if people struggle with social anxiety, finding a church that has this sort of uh, aspiration toward corporate solidarity, where we're striving to have that uh, bond, that covenant bond, could be a, a, a really good uh, for that. That could be a good part mm -hmm. of how you uh, wrestle through that that social that social anxiety. Um, so that's what I was thinking about as we were kind of talking through. And I guess that's that's that would be my nugget. I like it. Good job, Dan. Uh, my nugget is I'm going to just unabashedly, unashamedly slip on my engagement pastor hat and just say, <laughs> like, let us take to heart Greg's sermon. This is us. And if Woodland Hills is the place where you feel like you theologically belong, we hear that a ton. Um, where you feel theologically rooted and grounded, awesome. But don't just keep that for yourself. Like find ways, discover ways in which you can engage with others. Uh, that's part of what we do here on the MuseCast. We talk more about Sunday sermon and we bring out different facets of it and we ask questions and then we chat with you guys when the show airs. And so that's a form of engagement and just, you know, kind of working through the things that we're learning. There are a ton of classes coming up. You guys heard a confident humility is going to be starting up. Discover covenant partnership. That's like the more formalized way of belonging to Woodland Hills will be starting up. Discover the kingdom is another class that'll be starting up. And that's really like, that's kind of like our theology, like foundation 
So that's a good one. There's a ton of groups. There are gathering groups that discuss the sermon mm -hmm. every week and support groups and, um, you know, things for students and things for young adults. So hop on the website and find something that will help you to get connected to other folks um, if Woodland Hills is your place. This is right. us. And so let's be us and let's grow together and let's learn to be more Christ-like together. Let's learn hmm. to love together. That's so. right. That's what a great wrap-up. That was a great wrap-up to the show. It's so, so good. So good. Tune in. Revelation is coming. It's going to be good. That's going to be a lot of stuff to unpack and to discuss. So we can't wait to uh, catch you guys next week for that yeah. when we continue the conversation. Yeah. Have an awesome rest of your week, you guys. Take care.